Welcome to the Switch Click Podcast, episode 22, recorded on December 22nd, 2020. Today we'll be discussing The Mandalorian Season 2, the post credit scene for the final chapter, and the future of Star Wars on Disney+. My name is Dakota, and today I'm joined by Nathan. Oh there. And Tyler. General Kenobi. So first we're going to go over all the episodes that happened in the season. There was uh, about eight of them, so we can go over them pretty quickly, honestly. Um, in the first episode, coming back after a one-year hiatus, pretty much, Mando goes on to Tatooine and finds uh, uh, Boba Fett. Psych, it's not Boba Fett. Some guy in his armor named Cobb Vanth. And he says that he f- he bought the armor, he f- bought a guy for the armor or something. He, he bought the armor from Jawas. So my question with that, just a real quick. So... Did Boba Fett just, he got out of the, the pit and then was like, okay, I'm just going to leave this armor in the sand as I go, like, wash off or something. <laughs> and the Jawas were like, ooga ooga, and just yoinked it. The whole episode kind of just felt like a video game mission almost, where you find an yeah. NPC, and then they make you go on a quest for an item that they have. But, yeah. I really it enjoyed this episode, like... <laughs> but it does kind of reinforce the idea of the Mandalorian just being a sequence of side quests. Yeah, that's. Well, I mean that that's a little more emphasized in the next episode, actually. And at the end <laughs> of this episode, they tease Boba Fett's return. And in uh, episode two, uh, Mando meets uh, a frog lady. We actually don't know the character's name, but it's canonically frog lady. <laughs> and then uh, they get stuck on an ice planet. And because they were getting chased by uh, Republic fighters, I guess. And then a, a baby Yoda goes and eats some eggs, and uh, a bunch of spiders go after them. This was the most filler episode ever. Baby Yoda committed a genocide. Now, the only the only cool thing from the from that episode were the cameos. Um, so one of to both the X Wing pilots were were uh, cameo roles. One of them was Dave Filoni, you know, one and only guy who creates all the best Star Wars content, all the TV shows. And the other guy is um, Kim's convenience in Toronto, um, just some convenience store, and he happens to make he happens to make some big cameo in The Mandalorian. Luckily, they went straight back to it with Episode Three. Oh yes, absolutely. Armando, uh, I don't know what planet that was. Some I don't remember the name of it. Uh, they, they meet uh, Bo-Katan and her posse. I have written here <laughs> one guy and a girl. Uh, and and they take over an imperial ship, one of uh, Moff Gideon's ship uh, ships, I guess. Uh, and this is the first time we see uh, Bo-Katan as her live-action counterpart. And the thing is, though, he's the same actress to most other animation. Really? Yeah, she's the same actress as The Voice. That's why it looks so awkward. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's, to be I honest, that's why... me, it looked really awkward. Her wig didn't look real. I'm pretty sure it was a wig. Um, and her head didn't look as big, but of course it's animated. But Either she got yeah. a strange haircut with dyed hair or she did get a wig a really weird looking wig i think it like she normally has blonde hair when she had the armor on it looked really good but then every time she took it off the helmet off she was like huh she looked off like she looked a lot better in the clone wars well yeah but that's 
just animation versus live action. What's she going to do? I mean, they did base off her appearance in animation off her real self, so that's, that's the yeah. point. <laughs> I don't remember Bo-Katan in the animated series a ton. All the Mandalorian stuff I remember in the Clone Wars series... I, I just remember glimpses of Darksaber here, Darksaber there, maybe. I think Darth Maul got involved with them in, like, an episode or yeah. two. Um, so basically, Bo-Katan was only big in, like, Season 7. It wasn't, mm-hmm. didn't make too many appearances in the other parts of the Clone Wars. Yeah, she- I guess it's kind of cool that they, they went got around the whole, like, this Mandalorian's like, I don't want to wear a helmet in the first... Or I, I, I only want to wear a helmet. And then you're like, wait a minute, but what about all these other Mandalorians? And then they're like, actually, he's just religious. Just flabbergasted, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, what the heck? Uh, why, do you, why do you have to take off your helmet? Or why, why can't you take off your helmet or something like that? I guess it confused me in season one when they never answered that question, but now seeing how they have different types of Mandalorians, it definitely answers a lot of questions there. Um, oh, also in this um, series, they kind of dive in to the, the Mandalorian Mandalorian's armor is everything proof. And that just makes me think, that just makes me think, like, was he getting paid with super metal in the other um, show, in, like, the last season? Or was uh, yes. he, or was is their money just made out of ultimate super metal? Um. So basically, he was being paid in that special ore. It wasn't actually currency. It was just like think of it like gold bars, basically. So in, in then in the fourth episode, uh, because the ship was pretty much destroyed, um, I forgot what it was called. Oh shoot! I forgot too. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was basically shredded. And so they, the Mando goes back to Navarro, and he meets with Cara Dune and Grief Karga from Episode One. Um, and they they agree, yeah, we're gonna fix your ship. Uh, in the meantime, come help us with this other side quest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's another least, side quest. At least this side quest was, has recurring characters. The blue guy that yeah. he got in Episode One, uh, Season One, is back for some. Some unknown reason, other than their convenience has, uh, or annoyance, has the same energy as the one guy who um, Obadiah yelled at in Iron Man One, coming back for Far From Home. Same energy. Oh, him! <laughs> They're just like, hey, remember this guy? We brought him back. Now he's quirky. So the side quest was basically, hey, there's this extra base we want to destroy uh, because we don't want ships around here. So Mando's like, yeah, we'll do that. And they go up, destroy some stormtroopers, get inside, and then uh, I think a voice communication turns on. And the I think it's a scientist that we keep seeing. He's like, hey, we wanted the blood from Baby Yoda because it has a high M count. Wink, wink. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, M count. I wonder what that stands for. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately anybody who's seen the prequels is just like, oh, Okay, they're bringing this back. Oh, yeah, they're bringing that back. The so, midichlorians. I'm always, I'm oh, just, boy. honestly, I'm upset that midichlorians exist because, like, 
in like the original trilogy, right? It was like anyone can be a Jedi. You just need proper training. And then prequels are like, yeah, no, you just need funky blood. Then you can be a Jedi. <laughs> only, only the funkiest are allowed to use the Force. Yeah. In the same episode, um, in the base that they went into, um, you saw uh, tanks of, I think, clones, pretty much. Um, but it was a bunch of like almost failed ones you could kind of see, and people are theorizing that that could be the base of operations of reviving uh, the, I guess the, the emperor. emperor. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is Maybe kind of a stretch, to... I think, but it could be. Other stuff that was added in the fifth episode uh, involves Mando going to this one planet. I forgot what it's called, but it was basically a slave planet i guess or planet on lockdown and that's where ahsoka has been all this time uh, trying to break into this one stronghold and mando goes to meet her and asks her to basically teach baby yoda the force that's where they also reveal baby yoda's name to be grogu now we have to call him grogu for the rest of the episode not oh, happening. God. Not happening. <laughs> we must call <laughs> And then they also revealed that he uh, survived Order 66, which means. And then later throughout the episode, um, Soka revealed that she was actually looking for Admiral Thrawn, who previously went missing at the end of Star Wars Rebels. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so this kind of implies that uh, uh, Ezra Bridger is also alive. Because yeah. she must be looking for some type of proof, I guess. Because yeah, she must cause... have seen that Thrawn is alive because something happened. But they'll probably explain that more in the the Ahsoka TV show that they announced. Or Disney mm-hmm. Plus show. I remember when Ahsoka was shown off. It is kind of a similar effect to what they did in the prequels. But um, I was watching with my family and my sister could not get over the fact um, that Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's like ear hair thing looked like very foamy <laughs> like it looked like it was made of foam like it it is what it also looked like in the prequels yeah and it could it does kind of look like skin rolls a little bit so it, it does work her translation look like to live action head. i thought was all right it was definitely a sokotano like there's no doubt in that I think the artist direction on some of her choices on her, I guess her, uh, her ear things, whatever you call them, tentacles, <laughs> were a little bit weird. Like, yeah, it was a little strange because they were a lot shorter than what she had in Rebels. Well, not yeah. taller. It's, I think it's also shorter. Um, and then the the stripes on her, I think the blue lines were a lot smaller and more jagged. Which I don't think you can change that in real life. <laughs> How would you be able to change it? <laughs> um, I'm, and she she is like like forty, nearing fifty years old. So of course she's gonna look older. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, kind of just kind of surprised off. they didn't give Literally her the reason the why Bo Katan treatment. Just give just use the voice actor again. The voice oh, actress, they... but I'm I'm looking yeah. at the voice actress and. I guess she doesn't. She looks more like young Ahsoka, so I, I could see yeah. the. I guess the only thing that was fully redeeming was name dropping Thrawn. Oh, Thrawn's actually alive. He didn't just disappear forever. 
Mandalorian setting up for all the future shows. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good idea though. It's almost trying to start a a Star Wars Star Wars Filoniverse. It's it's a really cool thing to do, but I think it just kind of makes the Mandalorian seem less um away from everything else in the Star Wars universe. Like I think that was kind of the appeal of the first season. Season two basically like okay, so the Mandalorian was created by John Favreau, who also happened to create Iron Man. So it kind of mirrors that, yeah, it kind of basically mirrors that whole situation where season two, the Mandalorian's like Iron Man 2. It's more for setting up the whole universe instead of actually being full on, you know, (laughs) storytelling. John Favreau, the creator of universes. The creator of people in armor in universes that they don't know that they're in universes. true. That's true. (laughs) And I'm... Where's John Favreau's, um, or not John, where's uh, Mandalorian's quirky bodyguard played by John Favreau in Mandalorian Season 3? It's just Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> it's been voiced, <laughs> Baby Yoda's been voiced by John Favreau the entire time. Who's just, he's just playing Happy Everyone's Hogan, be... except he's in green makeup and <laughs> prosthetic ears. He's gonna be, he's gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds oh, like an opening to like SNL or something. It uh, it does sound a little <laughs> bit like an SNL skit. Yep. Dave Filoni would come out on stage as a Mandalorian, but he has his cowboy hat on, but the music still so stays. Wearing, wait, so is he wearing his armor and a cowboy hat on? On top of yes. the helmet? On top of the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> How else are you going to know it? it's him? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's fair enough. Just put a cowboy hat, and there you go. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, basically, Sokotano tells Mando, hey, I can't train him. Uh, go to this planet. There's a stone there uh, that can find, that can basically relay uh, a PSA to any Force users around you. So then in Episode 6, they go to this planet, uh, and then... And then he just starts emitting blue energy. And this is probably the first time we've seen that he's quote unquote powerful. How did he know exactly is what to do? Is he powerful or is it just the stone? Was... But yeah, and then they get bombarded by uh, uh, stormtroopers. It's like, yeah. oh no. And then you see another ship come in. Oh, it's Boba Fett. One. His, yes. Not in his armor, but he's like, hey, buddy, I know you're in trouble. I'm going to help you. Give him my oh, armor. Give him my armor. Give me that damn armor. <laughs> and then he just takes it himself. Yeah, he just takes it himself. Apparently, Mando keeps his car open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And don't mind if I do. Good thing Boba Fett's a good sport about it. And he's like, I'm going to just yoink this. But, you know, yeah, he's not like some I'll help you out. And then he also saved Fennec Sand. Or Shand? Shand? Yeah. Fennec. Fennec. Uh yeah, apparently knows how to do surgery cybernetically. So then at the end of the episode, uh, they I guess they show off the dark troopers and they abduct Baby Yoda from the from the stone. And I'm like, wow, they're really gonna do that. But also, uh, I made the connection to my brother. It's like, oh, well, this is just the the you know what we learn in, in like elementary how stories go where there's always the, the super high of the, the hero and then the super low of the hero where they they're, you think they're about to lose yeah right after the low of the hero they yeah. you yeah, lose the true. thing that you're trying to keep it was almost predictable episode episode 7 um i thought this episode was kind of just a uh, kind of boring 
but also right at the end it got really cool um it's basically mando goes to get the help of the prisoner i don't remember his name it was from season one he's part of the guys that like bald-headed uh, bald-headed prisoner guy yeah, yeah. Guy with the extra arm and they get they go to that and they inter- infiltrate an empire's base to get the location of moff gideon's ship um about halfway through they actually get in and they're the they're i think the only shipment that actually arrived and people are like wait yeah. a minute why uh they were kind they of going... celebrating at first yeah they were like yeah yo you're the only ones who made it congrats there's nothing I, going on at all this, i'm just gonna <laughs> put this out like this was by far my favorite episode i think i really really liked just like the atmosphere like he went into like the I liked how he didn't like that one Imperial officer. I liked when they first got there and all the clone troopers were like excited. It makes me really want like a, a TV show starring like, I don't Honestly, know, a clone trooper, a stormtrooper who like wants to defect kind of like Finn. But um, honestly, I kind of he's just working same. and doing like really bad stuff and he's not liking it. But like, I just really liked the atmosphere of like the a bunch of stormtroopers just hanging that out one, because they're not yeah. fighting Luke Skywalker. Like that one, that one scene where they're slowly driving on the bridge and all the stormtroopers begin to salute. Yeah, the yeah. transport. And like, that was that was and like amazing. They're, they're being like they're so excited because like you're the one guy that made it. Congrats! And I don't know. It just sounds like a fun time just seeing like even that one little scene in season one where the clone troopers are just hanging out and aren't able yeah. to shoot like a can. Like it's just yeah. it's fun. I think stormtroopers like. Like you can, you still have to kind of paint it in a bad light. So that's why I was thinking, like a defected stormtrooper or something. And it's yeah. like you're looking through his eyes, and he's like, "I don't want to kill three kids." But they're like, "You have to," and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll do it." Then we come down to uh, the final episode, episode, which I thought which came really fast. I didn't, I didn't realize that this it, was it the did. final episode. But Eight it episodes is. for season, so yeah. First of all, uh, Mando and the team find Moff Gideon's ship, they board it, and they attempt to be attempt to rescue Baby Yoda. Uh, then Mando yeah. is met with Moff, and he's holding the Darksaber above Baby Yoda. Uh, and then they fight it out, because, you know, they're enemies. And Mando mm-hmm. wins because of his pure Baskar armor and spear. And mm-hmm. apparently, yeah, that's it. That's, you can't cut through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, two kids in a playground. It's like I have a I have a lightsaber. He's like, well, my guy's got lightsaber proof armor. So how are you gonna win? And for some reason, yeah, uh, Moff Gideon isn't isn't smart enough to just oh he's looking up, yoink, <laughs> just stab him right in the neck. Now you're done. Yeah, like or anywhere in between a... armor. Moff Gideon gets kind of taken down like really fast. Like I think he was built up for two my... seasons. This is probably my least favorite episode, just because, like, everything that's built up just comes to a close really quickly. Like, Moff Gideon's like, I'm the evil guy, and then he's just, boom, no you're not, a loser, and doesn't really do much. And he's like, go, my babies, time for you to mess up stuff, and then you're like, nope. I will say, the director for this episode is Peyton Reed, and he's directed Ant-Man 1 and 2. Um, oh. He's not really that great at regular fight scenes, I will say. Yeah. So it it almost felt one sided in a way, 
but mm. it was super dramatic in which side it was every time. Yeah. Um, but then what it ended up yeah. really fast. So I think the hey, the fight scene another... of, with, with uh, the fight scene of Mando versus one of the dark troopers was quite oh, good. Yeah. I, I liked him trying his best to just take out that one guy. Really, the dark for was stronger than Gideon. Uh, Payne Reed, he's really good at creative fight scenes, I'd say. And I think one on one of a person was not as creative as uh, him. Mando versus a robot, which looked a lot better. But think of it, that's another Marvel, that's another MCU director. After that fight scene, um, they they meet up on the bridge, Muffkin's in, in chains, I guess. Actually, no. He was knocked unconscious, I think. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And then they come up and they're like, hey, uh, here's a Darksaber, uh, Bo-Katan. And then, I guess... Uh, Moff Gideon just gives us some information. He's like, "Oh, you can't. He, she can't take it because <laughs> she uh, she didn't win against you." Is that uh, is has it, that ever been said or like? Uh, I mean, it's technically it's technically uh required like a thing with Mandalorians, but it actually doesn't need to happen. Not it's like not I watched a video a, where I, I think Bo-Katan didn't even fight somebody and she still took it oh yeah she she um sabine ran from rebels at the dark saber and Sabine didn't want to be the leader of man war so she basically just gave it to basically just gave it to uh bo katan i like the idea where it's like well what we could do is you know because if he if mandalorian won it from moff gideon without killing him what's stopping them from like going down to a planet once this is all done do a duel she wins congrats you have it instead of like, are they just kind of like, well, you beat me, and then um, Bo-Katan's like, I guess you can have it now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's at least the vibe I got from it. This is the thing I've been looking for my entire life, but, um, you know, you can just keep it. Hello. Yeah, it did create a bit of a plot hole there, which kind of raises a lot of questions. about. But, well, the Dark Troopers are back, because they can survive in space. Whatever are we going to do? <gasps> Oh, look who it is. Mysterious man chopping them down. Oh, he's revealing himself. Who is it? It's Yaddle, the female Yoda from Phantom Menace. Whoa, can't believe they showed up to save the day. How did she shrink in half a second? <laughs> Whoa. So yeah, anyways, the person in the X-Wing was uh, uh, Luke Skywalker in really kind of crappy CGI. But what can you do? I mean, it was better... Show. It was much better than Rogue One, at least. At least that's why I think. Grand Moff Tarkin was more impressive than um, Luke. Luke just kind of looked like a mixture of CGI and a deep fake that didn't go super well. Yeah, someone someone posted a deep fake like remake of that, so they had a comparison. The deep fake, the fan made deep fake, looked better. I just don't understand why they don't go for deep fakes. I think they're just going for CG because it's fancier, but like the cheaper way is kind of better, I think. If you look at the frames, you can even see where they missed um, some of the, like the cropping almost. Not cropping, but like the, you know how somebody would erase all the outside and kind of put the face on top? They just forgot some of it. Some of it is clipping in their hair. Like it does kind of feel. It kind of feels like a, that the de-aging job feels like, a uh-oh, we have a week left. We haven't got Luke's face to look young yet. 
quickly can we, can we get that done? <laughs> now, people were saying that um, Sebastian Stan could become Luke Skywalker for the future. Oh, but he, a, a lot of people didn't want that. But he looks almost exactly like yeah, Luke. Yeah, he does. I have to admit, he does look a lot like hair blonde. And... Yeah, I could see him as Luke, but I think, like, Mark Hamill, it, it feels a little... It feels wrong to be like, yeah, sorry, Mark, we're replacing you. It feels wrong for... Oh, actually, okay, I... The, the only reason I say Sebastian Stan wouldn't fit in is because I'm too used to seeing his Jesus outfit from Black Panther and Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think replacing Mark Hamill is kind of similar to, like, I don't know, making a new Scooby-Doo animated movie and replacing... Uh... So yeah, basically Luke comes in, he's like, yeah, I'm a Jedi, I'm a take that child. And then I guess Baby Yoda doesn't really want to until... Uh, Mando is okay with it. I guess Mando's okay with it. He even say anything like that, but <laughs> he's like, "It's fine." I didn't really feel the tears, honestly. I thought we were gonna be with Baby Yoda for another like two years, and then he would disappear. Well, right good away. thing he went off to Luke. Uh, he went off to Luke to definitely live for his definitely not get killed by a certain not, not, uh, yeah. nephew. No. Definitely not. No, 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 no. No, nope, nope. He he's still alive. Nope. Don't worry. He's still he alive. He probably finished his training before he. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like he is alive. I can't wait for Star Wars episode. So when they were when they showed the X wing, and then I'm like, okay, so we got Luke Skywalker. I would. I have two other characters in mind that I would have been like a thousand times more hyped for. Right. All right. So Yaddle and uh, Yaddle. Yes, exactly. And okay. credit. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so first character is Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order, the EA game. Oh, why would they ever? Game was fine. I did it. The game but... is great. So I think that would be kind of cool. Cal Kestis. It that game is canonically it's in canon, and he is technically alive, as we know. Yeah. During that time. Um, and he he is trying to find uh, children that have are force sensitive. And during the whole game, yeah. they were like, "Oh, they have this holocron that can that has a list of children." But I think he ends up destroying the holocron um, at the end, so Darth Vader doesn't get it. Wouldn't it be cool? Because the same actor on uh, the yeah, like they're using they, they used uh, the motion capture on his face, so it looks he looks the exact same. It's not like they had to. I think the only reason that they didn't use him is because people would be confused who he is. Yeah, they yeah. needed a little TLDR. Luke is more recognizable. Okay. Uh, my second yeah. person, um, I thought initially this was my first guess until I saw Luke's hand pop out and it's a glove. Yeah. Uh, was Ezra Bridger. Ah, I knew it. Yeah. So there was a chance. Like, there was definitely a chance it was going to be Ezra. A third person I just thought of is they could they could have brought back um, purple lightsaber man. Mace Windu. Mace Windu. They could have yeah, said Samuel Jackson not a lot. is itching. Honestly, that would have been the that would have been the biggest. Would have been the biggest reveal ever. That would have been pretty cool. He's like, by the way, I just like don't take fall damage. So, but the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm wearing feather falling four boots. <laughs> As he's falling, he went into game mode creative to <laughs> to survive. Wouldn't Mace Windu have like 
double robot hands? That sounds super cool. We would know immediately, though, because he takes out his lightsaber, it would be purple. I think as soon as Luke's, as soon as Luke's lightsaber is green, you were like, that, that's Luke. <laughs> I mean, Ezra Bridger uses a green lightsaber as well. It's true, uh, yeah, I was like, convinced it was Ezra until he put out his hand to crush the robot, and it was a black glove. That was a black glove. I'm like, dang you know, it. It would have been, it and then been just cool like that droid, they, your dreams were crushed. It would have been cool if they subverted expectations there, and were like, black glove, green lightsaber, black robe, <laughs> it's gonna be Luke. But nope, it's Ezra yeah. Bridger. <laughs> but then if it was Ezra, then what would be the point of making an Ahsoka TV show? There yeah. we are. True, that's a really good point. True motivation. Yeah. yeah. He, Ezra probably died off uh, off screen somewhere. Who knows? Ouch. That would have... That, <laughs> <fun. laughs> that would be so funny. And the next one, they're like... Um, it's just kind of like dropped in like a side character. It's like, do you hear about Ezra Bridger? Yeah, I heard he died. <laughs> just yeah. like, that's the only talk he got about it. Speaking of characters who died off screen, but psych, they're actually alive. Let's talk about Boba Fett. Is that going to be like a religious book where Boba Fett's like a religious figure now? I don't know. I think it's just a name. I'm gonna think of it. Didn't they have? Didn't they have something Boba Fett related planned for such a long time that they only yeah. like like it was like with the Han Solo movie they had like some Fett Solo type of thing, and then they just I mean, out Fett. as soon as Boba, S- Boba Fett sold, like, millions of toys, they were like, yep, we're making some, we're bringing this guy back. <laughs> I do remember having something, like, a tentative title called Fett Solo in place of the Solo a Star Wars story movie. Before huh. they, yeah, before they, before they changed the movie's name to Solo, they had Fett Solo. Just, like, I don't want to get hung up again, but, um, did they, like, are they going to do anything with Darth Maul? Or are they just going to be like, yeah, he's there? Like, they're just going to forget about it because Solo didn't do super well at the box office? A, c- a couple days later, after the uh, after the final, they yeah. had a investor day for Disney. It was basically mm-hmm. a Nintendo Direct, but for Disney. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then they revealed a bunch of stuff for Disney, but we're going to talk about the, the Star Wars stuff specifically. Um, mm-hmm. The first one we can talk about, actually, is they could bring back uh, Darth Maul in the Lando TV show. That's true. Uh, I guess it, it depends if it's Donald Glover or... Billy D. Williams. There are rumors from insider sources that they're considering um, doing flashbacks so they can use both actors, which honestly would oh, be pretty God. cool. Um, the... The other ones they they showed off were Rangers of the New Republic and the Ahsoka Show, um, yeah. and those are both spinoffs of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And the Ahsoka Show, they didn't on all of these shows they didn't really give too much insight on what the story would be or what the timeline. Um, yeah, but just kind of showed a name, pretty much. Yeah, and honestly, the name gives you everything. Well, yeah, pretty much. Thrawn I mean, being the main villain and Ezra being rescued. I bet in the next year or so, we're going to find out who they cast as both of those. It's like, I just sent you guys a link of some other characters, or uh, some actors that people think that could be Ezra. And it seems like mm-hmm. Ezra isn't totally white. He has some... Oh well, yeah, he kind of had a, t- a, a tad bit of tan yeah. skin, but I, mean, I, yeah, I thought so. every that's, why I, that's why I was double-checking. Um, I think the third one down, Henry Golding, he probably looks the most like Ezra. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> so huh. he could probably we'll see. 
get the looks. We shall see. Yeah, yeah, I think he should um, have a beard. But yeah, we will see. I think he should have a beard? He's a little too young for that. I don't care. He's 25. Um, he's probably been in the middle of nowhere, so... I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he's also, he's also been in the nowhere against Thrawn, so... The one we need a bearded Jedi. Bearded Jedi, Luke. Oh, see, yeah. Old man Luke. You. You. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Luke it's, show. I can't it's believe, stained I can't with, believe like, they're creating a... With alien milk, buddy. <laughs> Cream milk? No, no. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's the next show that is... Uh, that they're, they're talking about, which has been the one that I've known about for the longest, just because... People are kind of going crazy because they're like, um, yeah. So uh, Ewan McGregor is coming back, um, and then they also did confirm during the uh, investor conference that Hayden Christensen is coming back to reprise his role. Honestly, Darth I don't mind. Hayden Christensen is back to reprise his role as Darth Vader in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> I heard that he. I heard that Hayden Christensen got a bit of a, a bit upset over his. Uh, his role in the Rise of Skywalker. Other than other than the voice cameo, he was, a, he was supposed to he was supposed to come in as a um. Well, I guess I guess multiple scenes I know for sure, but I don't know what he's like standing a little know. bit further away because he's because <laughs> she doesn't know because she has absolutely no idea who that is. She's like, "Whoa, Luke and Leia," and I'm sorry, I really don't know who you are. <laughs> who who's the other guy in there? I really don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much to say about the Obi Wan Kenobi show. It's been in planning for a long time, and it's probably it's probably gonna follow like everything right before. I I I'm gonna guess before Rebels, where I it's think they gave us a timeline. Um, they said ten years after they. So Luke is gonna be Luke and Leia are gonna be ten years old during this time. Okay. So, so I guess a uh, Darth Vader has been Darth Vader for ten years. Uh, Obi Wan's been on this planet for ten years, so they're gonna have they, to make um, a story out of that. They keep Mark Hamill and they just like shrink him, get rid of his beard. Boom, ten-year-old Luke. I think it would be cool to see young Luke and young Leia, just to see what they're doing. But like, Put not make baby them. filter. Andor. Uh, Andor. Andor. Cassian, That's Andor. Cassian Andor from Rogue One. Yeah. That's and oh. Andor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Show filming right now and should be releasing summer next year. Do you, do you see at all how I saw Anne do it from that? The arm uh, looks like the, an eye a little it, bit. Yeah. It's the Rebel logo that kind of just screwed everything over. The logo. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the second half of the R looked like a T, like a lowercase yeah. T. And I was really confused, but no, Andor. Okay. Finally, <laughs> what is Acolyte about? Uh, the Accolade. Okay, so this one's actually really cool. So, Ooh. The Accolade um, is a new show, and it's going to be taking place during the High Republic era that they're hyping up, Ooh. and it's going to be apparently following a Sith. So Ooh. we're going to have a perspective of a Sith in a show, which is super cool. Fun. But the High Republic, I always question the relevance of that whole era. I think they're, Disney is hyping it up to be their own story, so Star Wars fans can't get uh, pissed off that they're ruining uh, the current stuff. <laughs> the thing is, though, like everyone, all the Star Wars fans want the old Republic. Unfortunately, we got the High Republic, the 
what what is i think the first i, I don't know i got here i'm a bit aggravated when i saw the high republic announcement i'm like why couldn't they just give us the old republic i don't know i feel i think old republic at this point has too much hype behind it people are like no matter what they do people I'll are going to be upset I'll be open to anything, basically. Um, is a droid story? That's another one. Is that like uh, R two D two and C three PO? Yes, it's it's uh, basically it's a yeah, I think it's like a Disney shorts, pretty much. For is that a rehash of the original droids cartoon? It also, <laughs> well, kinda. I think they said that it's going to explain how uh, uh, R two D two and C P. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Are they show up in every single movie? I think that that's the how they're gonna. Oh, explain. so it's like a anthology, basically. Like they just they're actually like events, but it's they're like order than the rest. They said. I'm not, I wouldn't be they're surprised. They're actually like time traveling throughout all the times, just pop in and <laughs> say their funny line, and then go to the next scene. Um, yeah, and then earlier we talked about the Bad Batch, and that's pretty much just season eight of the Clone Wars. Let's be honest. Ah, uh, pretty much. I'm not and too yeah, hyped about it. Yeah. I'll probably not even end up watching. I'm not going to lie. And then Visions. They're going to bring in Vision from the Marvel an anime universe. series. A little bit of a crossover. Yeah. I so see. I see what so Visions, I don't remember the story parts of it they explained, but I remember what the, the business side of it was. And uh, every single episode is going to be a, a separate, uh, a different Japanese uh, uh, animation studio, which is really cool. Uh-huh. And okay. I think they're going over if I, so what if? I think they're going off over certain characters, or it's a like a what if situation. The what if I definitely wouldn't mind, but like sounds interesting. It's definitely a unique a unique take. Ours. I, I mean, it's kind of cool not a, not. I mean, if it's a what if, it's not exactly a unique take. Marvel's doing the exact same thing, so. Except Marvel has like consistency, though. So it says, presenting all new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away, Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films separ- celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring 10 hmm. fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh, diverse Damn. cultural perspective. So basically, we're going to see Studio Ghibli is going to do anything. That'd be pretty cool. A Studio Ghibli Star Wars out. thing. And whoa, now that Vision has done the grand finale, the one we've all been waiting for. Uh oh, it never mind, it's just Rogue Squadron. <laughs> From the same Oh yes. Game. The the title that stole another Star Wars title. Which Yay. I'm pretty sure also it stole the title oh, another from Star a game, Wars. Yeah. which is a remake, I think, maybe. I think Rogue Squadron is also a game on Squadron is a, a rehash of a trilogy of games, which stole a title from a book, I believe, or I think it might be the other way around. But yeah, it's that's kind of the situation there. It's kind of like Episode Eight stealing a title of a book, which stole a title of a comic. Dang, we were that's too excited I. to talk about the, the the cool stuff, and we left Rogue Squadron for the last bit. <laughs> I, honestly, not. I'm not. I'm not saying expectations that high because, I mean, probably won't be what you expect it to be. Just some I mean, story. It is a movie, I mean, yeah. and it's 
space. I think the release is 2022 they're aiming at, I believe. Yeah. Um, director as Wonder Woman, um, which, Ooh. to be fair, she, that's, she's that's really pretty good. good at creative uh, writing. I think she writes a bit, too, and mm-hmm. directing. Um, and then she also said that her father was a pilot in the Navy. The, in the Air Force. Air Force? <laughs> Navy. Air Force um, <laughs> pilot in the so, Navy. That's, that's sky Navy, you know, you know where yeah, they, exactly. where, they where they where they do the Navy in the sky. So usually with Navy directors, sky, if they have a certain connection to it, they make it a lot better. Um, yeah, so have, hope, I'm kind of hopeful for it, but also I'm eh. It's Star Wars. I'm gonna go see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, like this Disney Plus is just getting so much, <laughs> like. The next like three years, Disney, we're just—it's just gonna be like, oh, new show on Disney Plus, wahoo! So, I think that's great. Disney, though, like, yeah, Disney's—it—it's um, a good thing. It's like one of the three streaming services. My family I'm owns. Willing, so currently, oh, I only have it for the Mandalorian. And if they, if they, if the release schedule for next year for Marvel uh, shows are the same, pretty much, I think it's like January is a Wandavision. Uh, I think it's somewhere in May or June. They say like is, yeah. is uh, what do you call it? The Winter Soldier. Yeah, the Winter Soldier. Okay. And then a few months later, there's another one. They're gonna keep me in because after one show ends, the next one's gonna start two weeks later. So that means I'll I keep could, paying for it. I could just tell you to start really binge watching the crap, the crappy stuff right now. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah, like I mainly got like Disney Plus is. I enjoy it mostly because I can rewatch like a bunch of things I'm nostalgic for. So just yeah. getting new content's also cool. <laughs> so it's like cool. I can watch the new WandaVision, but then also continue to watch Spider-Man the Animated Series because I haven't watched <laughs> that in like ten years. I've been stuck binge watching all the MCU show the okay quote quote unquote MCU TV shows or oh, not so... made by Marvel Studios. Right. So... Like... Shield and yeah, Agent Agents Carter. of Shield, Agent Carter, Inhumans, uh, let's oh, say Runaways. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Inhumans, the one, the, the the one that was supposed to be a movie. I I always mix Inhumans up with New Mutants. Just I, honestly, like, just, I'm not surprised. Not to, they're pretty similar. There were two movies. The about superhero what might as well really be similar. mutants. That just like, got literally... delayed constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched that movie as well, and that was that's for a different time, but you know. Yeah. Disney Plus, I'm still waiting on all this Star Wars stuff to come on and Marvel stuff. It's Yeah. Definitely been taking a while. I've already watched through all the other Star Wars related content on there, like, but yeah, like Star Wars Persistence. If, if you if you do not have Disney Plus, like if any of the listeners fine for now. doesn't have Disney Plus I recommend probably getting it within like maybe a month when all the new stuff comes out, or you can wait for it all to come out. Dodge spoilers, which is going to be very hard, and then uh, once it once it's all out in like 2025, (laughs) and then you just spend a year watching all the shows. Thank you for joining us and talking about season two of The Mandalorian and the future of Star Wars on Disney Plus. We'd also love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our Discord for insight on future episodes, and see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast.